From Studio 102 in the scenic BBG Annex, it's the Hearts of Fire podcast. The podcast for the team at BioRidge Global, where we're working every day to save and enhance lives through the healing power of human cells and tissue. I'm this week's host, David King, and our guest today is Wendy Zachmeyer. Thank you, David. Nice to have you here, and I know it was a long trip for you to get all the way to Studio <laughs> 102 here. How many steps? Oh, maybe 10. Maybe 10 <laughs> steps. Wendy is, is very much here in the annex when she's working here. <laughs> so, so I always ask people a really easy question to start out. Where are you from? I'm from a small town in Virginia called Mount Jackson. It's on Interstate 81 between Winchester and Harrisonburg, about an hour and a half um, southwest of D.C. So, And how did you wind up down here in the, the, the steamy climes of South Texas? <laughs> well, thank God for that, the warm weather. Um, I came down here on a two-year stint with the Vol- um, Mennonite Board of Missions to do voluntary service. And I worked in a medical and dental clinic over on Tampico Street for two years, um, La Clinica Amistad. It's no longer in existence. And so, and so how have things progressed since then, since you came down here for that yeah. two-year span? Well, um, I ended up staying, I think, in another year after that at the clinic. And then I worked for eight years with Christian Senior Services, which people know more as Meals on Wheels. Um, They had a Grace Place uh, Early Alzheimer's Day Activity Center and a Senior Companion Program. Then after that, I did an eight-year stint with Catholic Charities at San Antonio. And then the rest is history. I've been here 15 years, three months with BBG as staff accountant. Wow. And, and these things that you did through the years, were you doing accounting for those organizations? Or? Yes. Um, I got C's in accounting in college, but um, I came to San Antonio originally to do grant writing for the clinic that I worked for. Um, and as you know, with nonprofits, um, and especially smaller nonprofits, you have to be very flexible and be able to work in whatever they ask you to do. So I, I took appointments, I took phone calls, I did medical insurance, I did payroll, and uh, have been in accounting ever since. <laughs> and, and here you do much more accounting and much less answering the phones, right? Oh, yes, <laughs> yes. So, so how did you wind up coming to work here? Well, um, that's my husband's doing. Uh, if you ask my daughter, she tells me, and she's told me this just recently, that when she was little, when we would pass by the Blood and Tissue Center out here on I-10, that I would say, I'm going to work there one day. And I do not, for the life of me, remember saying that. I remember passing by lots of times and, you know, looking, wondering. And um, so, yeah, I I first... um, interviewed as Qualtech staff accountant, and then the next spring uh, as a foundation staff accountant. Mm-hmm. And, and now you're, when BBG got created, you became part yes, of BBG. Yes, yes. I'm uh, accountant for, uh, mostly for GenCure, the foundation, and the Center for um, Advanced Therapies, or Tissue Division, 
of South Texas. So, so what's a typical day like? Oh, well, it starts at six for me. That's when I like to start, you know, uh, quiet. Um, first thing I do is look into our cash accounts, see what my, my accounts uh, balances are and reconcile those. Uh, we need to always stay on top of our cash flow. <laughs> um, and then it's on to answer and um, take any action on emails that need to be taken. Um, and I come in actually with a, a typical, my typical day in my head, what that's going to be like. Um, not always going by that schedule, but, but uh, yeah, first 10 days of the month, um, we're always busy working on month end um, and uh, answering the tough questions about the revenue and about expenses and, and having those discussions about financials. And then um, the rest of the month is preparing for the, the next month's close, uh, working on 990 tax forms, depending on what time of the year it is, audit, or budget, which is coming up. Sooner rather than later. Yes. <laughs> You're famous around here for being somebody who takes a, a run at lunchtime. And people say, oh, there goes Wendy, up the hill, down the hill, whatever. <laughs> what was sort of the impetus for that? Well, we can go all the way back to April 2012 to when the... Um, walking trail the original walking trail was initiated here and the biggest loser competition it was around easter um i lost 50 pounds that year and started running regularly and the rest is history for my high blood pressure and thyroid issues and they inspire people when they see you running around outside <laughs> the heat well right? they inspire me too that, that inspiration helps me a lot. Some days I really need it because as I've gotten older, it isn't as easy as it was when I was 46. <laughs> I understand that your, your your daughter is also a runner, went to, went to college as a runner, right? No, actually, she went to college as a bowler. Yes. That, that's interesting. Now, now yes. tell us that story. Um, she started bowling when she was eight. And uh, everybody realized that she was a natural. Um, so she bowled in high school. She went to uh, Communications Arts High School, which is a magnet school at Taft, um, and bowled for Taft in high school and um, helped her team win a state championship, uh, all-district championship. And then in 2017, when she was a senior, she was the Texas High School Bowling Club Girls Singles State Champion. And um, that got her a scholarship, um, bowling and academic scholarship, to uh, Southern University and A&M College in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, where she got her undergraduate in social work. Well, excellent. That's, you know, having having sent two children to college myself, I appreciate when someone can get a scholarship to send their child yes. to college. Yes. 
So what, what other things do you like to do outside of work? What other sort of things, what other interests do you have? Well, we're bowling on the league on Saturday mornings this summer, which I, I can only do during the summer because I need to be able to have my weekends open for work during the fall and spring. Um, but we, we do a lot of walking as a family, um, take drives, we just got zoo passes, so uh, we're looking forward to doing a lot of walking at the zoo when it gets cooler. Um, and then we have a rescue dog named Molly. She's part Beagle, part Jack Russell, and so she likes walks, lots of walks. Walking, walking yes. all the time. <laughs> yes, yes. So, so we're quite busy and, and like to be outdoors a lot. Well, that's good. That it, it, it sounds like the, the things have sort of worked out here. You've got things sort of under control the way, the way everybody's happy. <laughs> we try. Try. We try. <laughs> well, super. Well, thanks for coming over. We really appreciate visiting with you. It's good to see you. Thank you, David. Executive producers of the Hearts Fire podcast are Adrian Mendoza and Jay Pajinski. Our producer is Heather Hughes. Our director is Angelica Sandoval with technical assistance from Matthew Flores. The Hearts of Fire logo was designed by Roberto Esquivel. If you have an idea for the Hearts of Fire podcast, would like to be on the podcast, email us, heartsoffire at bioridgeglobal.org. Thanks for listening.